I'm Melissa Reyes, and this is Inspiring Adventures. I have the pleasure of meeting and introducing you to Jennifer Noel Taylor. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for being here on Inspiring Adventures with me. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is really cool. Now, you're here from Hawaii. Am I right? What mm-hmm. island are you on? I live on Maui, the North Shore of Maui. So nice, safe island right now, right? Right, no volcanoes, <laughs> no hurricanes. That's good. No, yeah, it's a great, great spot. Oh, well, I've had um, the opportunity to be there a few times, but it's been many years, but I'll always remember it fondly. It's a very beautiful place to live, I'm sure. So um, that's something that we'll talk about. But uh, Jennifer is an author. She's written a, um, a few books. She has a new book coming out, and uh, it is called Spiritual and Broke, How to Stop Struggling with Money and Live Your Purpose. So when I heard that title, I thought, oh, this is someone I need to talk to because I'm kind of like, aren't we all going through this right now? So she also has the book Love Incorporated, The Business of Doing What You Love. So I have a feeling that we are going to connect on a lot of levels. Thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience with us. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you came to write this this book that's coming out now. Yeah, so Spiritual and Broke is uh, came out of the fact that I used to be spiritual and very broke. Um, and, and a lot of other people are struggling with the same issue that they, they want to live their purpose. They want to do what they love. And yet the, the money thing is really hard. There's no money or there. I know some people who want to be life coaches, but they're living in their car or couch surfing because they can't afford rent. And uh, this story seems to happen over and over again. So I wrote my book out of my, due to my own pain trying to sort this out like why are so many spiritual people so broke and then growing out of a lot of people in my community have had similar issues with you know not having enough money to to do to do what they want to do and so that's where my book uh, started and um, that's why I'm writing it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you had had experiences that you came out of and now you're going to tell us all how to how to do it (laughs) That's, or you realize that this is how life is and we all have to deal with it. That's what um, I'm thinking is going to be the punchline. Um, uh, my, my whole intent of the book is to tell people how to uh, not be spiritual and broke anymore, how to get out of debt, how to live more abundantly, how to have a savings account, how to feel more relaxed about money, and what you can shift to do that in your life. And uh, some of the lessons I learned about the mistakes I made and what was keeping me broke and ways that I was able to pay my debt off and, and change my relationship to money. So I cover that in my book. Can I ask you a few questions about that? Please. Like, is it about attitude and your, your, how you feel about money? Do we have fears and issues about money that hold us back? So I personally believe that your, your reality, your outer experience is a reflection of what's going on within you, that there's no difference between the within and the without. So as one of my friends said, there's no out there, out there. Mm. So, I, you know, and I really believe that, that what's in front of you represents what's going on within you. And I also believe that it's actually a reflection of not just your thoughts, but your whole energy that you're projecting into the world. So, because I've known like a lot of people get frustrated with they do this abundance mantra every day. 
I will be abundant and, and the money doesn't change. So what's wrong? Why isn't the mantra working? And um, I feel like the mantras don't always work for people because it doesn't actually shift their energy. People aren't emotionally, you know, invested in their own mantras. They're just saying it. So I believe that we have to do something more fundamental than just, you know, modifying our thoughts. We have to shift our whole, the way our energy projects into the world. That's, that's, you know, I believe that I, I, it's hard though. You know, like I've, I've personally just came through a couple of years of dealing with an issue like where my job and my stuff is okay, but my partner, my husband was going mm -hmm. through this. And so working together on trying to come out of this rut and supporting somebody. And that of course affects me and my family and, you know, praying oh, for something to change and you can't make something happen. You can wish for it, I guess you can hope for it, but you can't like get somebody to, to give you a job. You know, you can't get money to come to you no matter how much you wish for it, but you can believe that it's going to happen. You can empower yourself. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell people except for this not to give up. Yeah, that, that's really hard because I think like wishing, it's like, you know, praying, praying to God um, to, to solve your problems doesn't always work because, you know, I mean, you know, the, the Bible will say like prayer is always answered, which I believe it is, but maybe not in the way that we're hoping or intending. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so what do you do in the situation? So, and, and I hear that other people, this is, this question is multi-layers because yeah. I'm looking at, okay, now we have your spouse involved. Why doesn't God answer your prayer and bring you more income? Like what, what's really going on here? And um, so I noticed that, that praying to God or begging God for money didn't work. Right. And as much as I did it, I, it just never worked. Um, and it reminds me of that story. I don't know if you heard that story about a there was a flood coming in and this man said, God will save me. So he climbed up on his rooftop and somebody rose in with a boat and someone says, Hey, get into the boat. The man's like, Nope, Nope. God's going to save me. So right. someone else comes by with a helicopter and the, you know, the guy says, come on, get into the helicopter. And he's like, Nope, Nope. God's going to save me. So he dies. He goes to heaven and he's like, God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, I sent you a yeah. warning. I sent you a boat. I sent you this. So it's, what I feel sometimes is that, um, when we're stuck in a certain energetic pattern, there may be plenty of opportunity around us and we may not be, uh, be able to see it. I, I agree with you completely. And I, and in fact, I think that when these things happen, it's really your opportunity to change, to start something new, to do something different. And, you know, it's, you can always make something better happen for yourself out of what other people might think or you might think at the time is this tragic thing. You know, like, oh my gosh, I've lost my job or I've lost my living place or whatever, you know, like I told you we're renting and we have to sell it and have to move, whatever. All these things happen to you. And like, this is a, a good thing because the next place I live is could be better and more exciting and it's a new adventure. I always look at everything as an adventure. So to me, I, you know, I kind of get excited about it and I, I try to share that with the world. And so I don't know if that's a right kind of abundant mentality or not. I, I don't have those feelings about wanting to have a lot of money. So maybe that's why I never get any, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I guess I should think about it more. I don't know.
the the money thing so so wanting money so this is another area that i've noticed that people feel guilty for wanting money um i believe that money is how you fund your purpose so that if you have more money you can fund more of your purpose but i think for many people money gets tainted because they see people sometimes use money for purposes of greed mm -hmm. or maybe exploitation but that's not what we're about so as spiritual light workers and spiritual healers or people wanting to live their purpose or follow their heart we're about bringing you know goodness into the world and, and love and light into the world so money can be can be used for evil it can also be used for good and i think that a lot of people who um our, our heart-centered individuals are saying, well, I don't want to get into the greed zone or exploitation zone, so I don't really want that much money. But what's really happening, I feel like, is we're not empowering ourselves to, to live our purpose if we can't fund it. Right. So I'd like to reframe that for people and say, yes, you, you should have money to fund your purpose. Well, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And you should be, you should have um, compensation for what your value is. If you're helping people, you should be able to um, manage your finances with money that you made from that. I believe that. And I think that you should be able to um, get out of debt for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about that. How did you get out of debt when you had um, this awakening? Hi, right, so, so getting out of debt, um, I had a couple of realizations. And uh, in my book, I describe a lot about how I I realized a lot of this through some tragedy. Um, the first thing that I was doing was that I was in a state of martyrhood with my money and I didn't even know it. So I was feeling like a victim both to my purpose saying, oh my God, look at how much I'm sacrificing to help others. I can't even make money doing this or these types of thoughts, you know, like I'm a, I'm a martyr for my cause. And I've noticed this with other people in the healing business that they feel sometimes martyred for their cause, that they're sacrificing for to help others. And um, as much as this may be a noble thing, I feel like when you're a martyr for your cause, um, you're actually harming people around you. Mm -hmm. So the, the, real, the real way is to come from a place of abundance and service rather than saying, oh, look what I did for you. Because that produces guilt. The other person may feel guiltier. It's not clean to me. So the biggest mistake I was making was because I felt like a martyr, I was feeling underappreciated, um, underpaid, overworked. A lot of people in these professions feel like they're working 24-7 and not making very much money. And I don't feel like you can be uh, of true service if you feel like you're sacrificing yourself. Because then you, you, there's this, this thread of energy that says, oh, look, you should feel guilty or something like that. We're, we're not serving people by being martyrs. So it's like that whole thing in the airplane, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself right, right. before putting it on your child. Because if you, can't, if you can't get on your own two feet, how can you help others? Mm -hmm. So um, that was one of the biggest mistakes I was making was feeling like a victim. Did you, um, how did your training help you? I know that you did a, a lot of, um, research and training. You attended the International Professional School of Bodywork and the Institute in Big Sur and the Maui Academy of Healing Arts. How did going to these places help you um, to expand your knowledge and to, to use it? Did this really make a difference for you? 
Believe it or not, I believe that bodywork can help your finances. And the reason why I believe this is because one of the things I learned by, by studying various healing techniques, such as massage and energy healing and, and Reiki and you name it, I did a lot of different studies, is that I realized that fundamentally, who are we? Are we, we're not just physical creatures. We are actually spiritual beings in a human form because I could feel once I did so much healing work, I could feel us as energy. I started to see the world as energy. I could actually look out and, and see ours around people and then look at the world as, as uh, packets of energy. So, and, and I could feel myself as energy as well as see that other people are energy and that we're all connected through this energy and that money is energy. Your house is energy, like your car is energy, it's all energy. So basically, health is all about energy. So basically, when I started to get into the energy, I realized that the energy creates the reality. Wow. The, the reality isn't a mathematical equation of, of subject and object or of, you know, us and them. It's actually an interconnected field of energy that manifests into the world as we see it. Oh. And the way that we see the world actually is an indication of, of what kind of energy that we, we are at the moment. I love hearing that. I love that. And I know that your background is in science and technology and so, and philosophy. So bringing these two together with this healing and energy um, experience just um, all brings it to, to light in this beautiful way. I love the, how you explain that. And I'm smiling so big because I didn't tell you that my word for the week, I do a weekly um, um, thought uh, of the week or theme of the week. And the word of the week is energize. energize. Mm. So well, I was going to tell you, ask you to focus on it, but you just so naturally said that about, um, about the healing property of, of energy and of how interconnectedness. And I love that. I love that. Um, how does this, uh, I don't know, metamorphosize I guess into the business and of the um, quantum touch uh-huh if, if the okay, so so here's the trippy part for me so if the world is an energy and we're energy and there's an there's an interface between matter and our spirituality right there's an interface between the two so how does energy become matter and how does matter become energy right how does what we are reflect in the world and vice versa. There's an interface in this interface. What I have discovered and feel is that interface is our heart. Mm -hmm. And um, heart math even has done some studies showing that our heart projects an energy that's stronger than the mind. So what is generating your reality is the heart. Mm -hmm. And behind the heart is the origin and essence of who you are. And so if you think about that, then really the, the reality is reflection of the mysteries within your heart. And to me, that's exciting and, and a little bit intimidating at the same time because the reality is really here to show us what's going on within us. And, and it's, it's that simple, mm -hmm. um, yet, yet uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes inscrutable about uh -huh. what's, what's really going on. So for example, let me give you an example that might be, I'm just gonna take a guess here, but when, you, when you're forced to move, um, what I feel is really going on is for whatever reason, the truth in your heart's no longer into your current place. Mm -hmm. 
right. no longer resonating with you and and the all that is or spirit or your heart the universe is saying there's somewhere else out there that is in a higher alignment with who you are mm-hmm. so this is falling away so when something falls away from your life it's because your heart wasn't fully into it mm-hmm. yeah i believe that and i believe that that is where it, um things happen with my husband and his job too, with his career. And it took a long time to find something else because he was looking in the wrong direction. And uh, so, you know, um, I just feel like as soon as you mention the heart, I feel at peace because that reminder, taking me out of the head and putting me into the heart brings me instant peace because I know, I know that's where, you know, it's all about love and what truly matters, my core values. And as soon as I think, Oh, it's not all this stuff that I try to figure out and manipulate. It's what really matters. And then everything's okay. So I agree. I think, I think, <laughs> I think when things fall away from our lives, like we, we have a little bit of like, Oh no, that just fell away. What's next. And, and it's scary. And you realize that, you know, your heart is really in charge. So mm-hmm. your heart may be saying, well, that's, that's no longer for me. And, uh, and, and embracing the truth within your heart. And, um, you know, money, money also, I feel like is very similar because the, we're constantly um, wanting to be in alignment with our values, like our hearts saying align with who you are, align with your authentic self. So the tendency for us not to earn income or, or maybe to overspend is out of alignment with our true self. So that's one thing to really pay attention to is, are, is everything in alignment with your, your authentic self? So, okay, here's an example. Like, how come okay. an artist can make some amazing art, everybody loves it, and then they go to try to sell it, and nobody buys it? <laughs> and they're not a very good salesperson, and they just have all the stuff they don't know what to do with, and they go on to the next thing. And you see this again and again, especially with creative people, myself being one. You go again to the next thing and the next thing, and you have, like, all this stuff. And you cannot, is that because your heart isn't in that thing that maybe not what you should be doing or that's just not the money maker for you I mean how how does somebody attract the abundance when it comes to doing what they are passionate about mm-hmm. yes attracting abundance when you're passionate about uh, something is um, well I feel like it, it has uh, a, there's a lot to it so for example the artist who creates this beautiful art they love creating the art but when I talk to people who are creative they say well I hate marketing yeah I hate that part. So what I believe is that the thing that that idea that you have to now market your stuff tends to drag the energy down and it doesn't sell. Right. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the art or or anything like that, or your passion or joy. If it's your true calling, then that's great. The thing about marketing is marketing tends to have a really bad taste for creative people because we think, Oh, look, those commercials are annoying. I don't want to annoy people with my advertising. So I don't, I don't want to do that. Right. So. <laughs> yes, it's so simple when you put it that you're right. You got to get somebody else to do that for you who loves marketing. And that's or, their. <laughs> or here's, I have an, another idea about marketing okay. that, um, that we've been exploring. So I believe that reframing the idea of marketing into creating connection because we aren't, we, yeah, it's like, a, it's a new paradigm of, of marketing where we're not trying to annoy people by pushing our, 
our art or our product onto them, but we're connecting with people to see if there's a resonance. Mm -hmm. And I also feel that we've been told like marketing has to be this linear rational process where we, it's just a matter of the numbers game, yeah. right? It was reach, reach more and more people. And then once, you know, somebody will buy. Yeah. And I believe that true marketing when you're creative is about reaching the right people. Mm. it's like okay so it reminds me of a dating coach where a dating coach may say well dating is just a numbers game you'll finally meet the one if you go on 300 million dates and I don't believe that I believe it's it's about opening your heart and and attracting the right person and the same with art it's about opening your heart and attracting the right people by connecting so yeah that makes sense Wow. You know what? I really like you. You're so down to earth and so you have such clarity. Tell me more about yourself and how you ended up doing what you're doing. Um, Let's see. So basically, I went to uh, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. That's where my son graduated from. Oh, wow. Cool. It's beautiful. Beautiful place. Beautiful school. I I got a degree in computer science. And uh, quickly after I graduated, I realized that I had no desire to write software for the rest of my life in a cold, lonely cubicle. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really no desire. Um, I basically was showing up at work to collect a paycheck, and I was super depressed. Mm. So um, during this process, I also realized that I was way off base. Like, I had, I felt like I had some purpose here, but I didn't know what it was. And I really begged God. I'm really good at begging God. (laughs) (laughs) I begged God for, you know, I'd I'd like to know my purpose. I'd like to understand what I'm doing here. Is this the rest of my life for the rest of my 40 years? I need to just show up at work for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. seems like a waste of time, you know? So anyway, so I I followed my heart and I was led to do body work and massage school. And then I got into energy and then I realized like energy medicine was my true purpose. Mm -hmm. And I also had some uh, doubting Thomas in my head say, well, First of all, nobody makes money doing energy medicine, because this was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's really weird. Like, <laughs> energy medicine's really weird. Those, those people are really weird who do that. Like, are you going to don a robe and, you know? Uh, so, anyways, so. <laughs> I, we all know that weird person, but there's lots of cool people who do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool. I mean, that's, that was my thought back then. Yeah. Not now, but, yeah, back then I thought. It didn't have the best, you know, in my mind, I didn't have the best idea about it. So anyway, so I I kept on following my heart, though, because I at that point, I was so depressed at my real job that I was ready to quit anyways, and just not have anything, you know, and so I followed my heart and I met um, Richard Gordon, who's now my business partner at a lecture on Maui. And the universe said, so you're, you're supposed to run his business. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is a complete stranger. I don't know him at all. I don't know anything about his business. And the universe is saying, you're supposed to run his business. And I told the universe, I said, well, do I just go up to him and say, by the way, I'm supposed to run your business? Thought, perhaps not. Okay. So, um, as the, so anyway, so I ended up, I did end up running his business, which is Quantum Touch. Um, it was a series of synchronicities that turned into me running the business. So it's interesting. Sometimes the universe gives you a message and it may seem like way out there, but if, if it feels right, um, I would say flow with it. Yeah. yeah. 
but so so you looked back and said okay i had that message but it wasn't like you acted on it and you did you didn't just walk up to him and say i'm taking over your business <laughs> but it did happen it it did happen but i didn't no i didn't it, it I let it flow, you know, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I mean, that would have been weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so instead I listened for the guidance, you know, I started hanging out with him. We, uh, we were a couple for a little while. Mm -hmm. Then I, uh, then the, then what happened was the, the CEO at the time called me and said, I have to go get a real job. This business is going under. Can you take over? And then Richard's like, yes, please take over the business. Otherwise we're going to go out of business. So that's how it happened. And what does the business, what does Quantum Touch do? So Quantum Touch teaches a form of energy medicine. Mm. And we teach it around the world. We've been doing it for um, a long time. I've been doing it for 20, almost 20 years. Oh, okay. And um, basically energy medicine is a, um, it's a healing technique that works with life force energy. That same energy that I've been talking about, the energy that generates reality. We show people how to work with it. How do you connect to this energy? How do you work with it? How do you change the energy patterns? We show people how to do this for the sake of improving their health. Is it related to HeartMath? Because I've heard of the HeartMath Institute and those types of exercises. That's my limited understanding of that. But you mentioned it. So is it related to that type of healing? Um, a lot of these spiritual healing techniques out there like HeartMath and um, Reiki, Healing Touch, Qigong, medical Qigong. There's a lot of techniques out there that work with what's called chi mm -hmm. or prana or life force energy. Um, it's really big in, in Hong Kong and, and China and Japan, where they have a tradition of working with energy. Okay. And uh, we teach people how to, all these different techniques teach people how to work with this energy. How neat. That sounds awesome. So this has been your practice and your business for 20 years now. And then you decided, I'm going to write books. <laughs> and you wrote a very successful book, and now you're re you've written this new book. So um, now, what, now where are you going with this? So, so basically, I thought, this is my thought, I felt <laughs> inspired or guided to do this, um, that we've effectively shown people how to use this energy to generate good health. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to, to not have to be dependent on medications, to be free of pain. To, to improve, you know, whatever's going on in their body. Um, and we've been really good at this. I mean, people have, been, you know, gotten out of pain, um, self-healed themselves of many different issues. And um, just we've seen some what would consider miracles. And, um, I mean, we've seen it be very effective when people use this energy to facilitate their own healing. And I thought, well, okay, this is awesome. And I've used energy to, to facilitate my own healing. Like, I don't take medication or anything. I'm never in any pain. I mean, I use it on myself a lot. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, we know that this is the fundamental basis of reality, this energy. Let's explore other avenues, because I kind of got bored with the health thing. I'm like, okay, this is great. I know it produces great health, and that's awesome. What's next? So I thought, how about money? How about money and business? Can we take the same energy and apply it to business? Oh, so it kind of grew. It grew. It's... It grew, yeah. yeah. Can we take the same energy and help people understand their life purpose? Nice. Can we take the same energy and how do we apply it to money so that people don't have to suffer and struggle with money? Mm. So that was, that's my next thing is, is, uh, and I'm still learning, like, how do we use life force energy to attract money? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And so far it's been working for you. Yeah. I mean the, the health thing I, I got really um, proficient at keeping my health uh, well. Um, it took me a little while to figure out the health thing, but I finally feel like, okay, I know how to take care of my body. I know how to take care of my health. I know how to use energy for any issues that may come up. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. for example, like I'm very sensitive to what's going on within me. So like, oh no, my liver's a little off. It needs some energy. So I, I kind of self-maintain a lot mm-hmm. in energy. Um, so the money thing, it's the same energy to me. So if, if I'm having a time where I feel like the money isn't really flowing, I look at, okay, what within me is, is creating the block. Same thing with health. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's really being in tune with yourself and that energy in you. Yeah. And the more you're aligned and, and healthy with your energy, the more that everything else in your, in your life aligns. So for example, if you're um, processed everything and, and your energy is flowing, the, the health improves and the money improves mm-hmm. and relationships improve. And, and so if you get rid of all the stuff in the way, and this is like a huge topic. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you know, that goes to, life balance people have for a long time talked about work-life balance and keeping everything in balance and i think you know it's not necessarily putting those things in balance it's you walking and balancing and carrying yourself in balance you know you're in and you're in a rhythm and knowing your own rhythms and how to handle it so you know i you're expanding my understanding of it by explaining really more of the energy and within and that that really opens my mind to, to wanting to know more. So thank you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to read your book. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I love this topic because to me, it's really interesting when, when something happens in your life, that's less than desirable and, you know, and, and the tendency, and I used to do this a lot is to moan and complain and say, oh, God, you know, what, 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 what's this about, you know, and, and complain about it and feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. That used to be my MO. And now I have, I'm asking a different question. I'm like, what, why did I create this? Mm-hmm. And that actually is really interesting because you realize, well, I have this story or this judgment or I have, um, I have negative beliefs about this. It, it really creates an insight into your soul into who you are and then you can shift it saying okay i'm going to release this anger and and i do this yeah you're taking responsibility and you're making an adjustment or a change or just moving on that's mindfulness living in in the now and dealing with what what's in front of you i love that I love that. Yeah. And it's exciting to me to see what kind of stories when I work with people sometimes and I see what kind of stories they're generating that don't serve them and how they're and how that's creating an issue in their life. And then can we rework the story? Mm-hmm. And then that reworks their life. And I love seeing that because it's so exciting to, to kind of get into the juice of what's real for somebody. Mm. Well, how do you recommend someone to get started if they just really know nothing about um, energy healing and um, what to do next. They're going through these problems. How would you get so started? The first, the first thing that, that I would um, ask someone to consider if they're going through financial or other problems is say, are you willing to, to own it? 
because energy work um, works a lot better if you're willing to take and uh, take ownership of what's ever going on. And um, when we do that, to me, that's the first step because a lot of people um, that I've encountered on, on some level, if I dig deep enough, they feel like a victim to something and um, you know, they feel victimized by life. Mm. And so where, where do you feel like a victim and are you willing to, to own it is the first question. And um, once you're willing to own it, I have found that things start to just start to transform just through that step because ownership is such a powerful, powerful change in, in your vibration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you change your vibration to that level, then things automatically start to shift. I think it's, impar- it's important to have a partner who feels the same way that you do about these things because when you're with somebody who totally doesn't, think that way at all, I think it's impossible to come to a, to an understanding in that though, you know, um, especially financially, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a partnership where you have to deal with somebody else who's making the money. (laughs) So that's just like a little, like, how does somebody deal with that? That might be a whole nother book, but (laughs) that's, that's an interesting one. So if, if you're with a partner that's doing the blame game. Not even. Not, okay. Not even think inwardly that deep or just like it is what it is kind of attitude. Like, oh, you know, doesn't put blame. Very good person, but it's like makes the money or doesn't make the money. It's just money. <laughs> you know, it's work. It's just, you know, life. It is what it is. And, and not very esoteric. You know, some people just aren't. Mm-hmm. It's very scientific, very technical, you know, but they don't care about, you know, they care deeply about the people, but not about how things happen in life. Like you can't control it. So why worry about it? <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of people in the spiritual communities who have partners that aren't, that aren't aligned, Yeah, you know, so it's an interesting thing. Um, like I could be as online as can be, but then I have to deal with this whole other part of me who's like, hey, you know, do your thing, but this is not how we're going to do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's, see, I believe that, okay, so I believe that when you align to something different, either your partner comes with you or somebody else comes in. Mm-hmm. That That's what I really believe when you change your reality. Like, okay, so... Um, with the with the law of attraction, because our reality is vibrational, it, it your vibration will automatically attract a match for it. So if something's no longer a match for your vibration, it tends to fall away, mm-hmm. or that person or situation tends to change vibration to match you. That's what I've noticed. So if you're if you're vibrating at a frequency that still attracts someone not fully aligned with you, then there's something in the way. So it's like processing whatever, uh, whatever story is going on there that um, is creating this mismatch of energies. Could that be how come a friend or someone can develop like such a strong relationship with another friend at a time when you, you know, really needed that person? They feel like, I, I think that people come out of the blue, like an angel and they're, they're, they just, latch onto you and end up being, you know, that person you needed because this other relationship maybe isn't that kind of person. 
that's that's you know that kind of explains that that vibration yeah you you attract so if you're going through something you may attract other people who are going through similar mm -hmm. things yes. and and then as far as a partner see the part attracting partners um i'm not the authority on this so <laughs> i don't know i just i just believe that that if something's out of alignment within you you're going to attract a partner that's not 100 percent in alignment with your truth yeah. and it's an opportunity to understand and, and process more of what within you is out of alignment with your authentic authentic self well i have um believe in this like strong alliance let's put it that way that's a different word but um alignment but um this like so this true love polar existence that nothing is going to break and even when there's these different ideals they're still you know solid you've seen relationships that last you know, 70 years, there's nothing's going to break it. And, um, you know, whether there's some joy that just is hard to explain, <laughs> you know, so whatever that is, that's bringing those two people together. Um, and maybe they just enjoy not having everything perfect all the time, but that's their perfect. I don't know. You know, it's yeah, interesting. <laughs> It's hard to like see, you know, other people's, you know, why, why people have in their life what they do. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, that's, that's their attraction point. Right. Yeah. But it's hard for you from the outside is to understand. I think, um, you know, you can understand why you're attracting what you're attracting, but it's hard to understand why other people attract what they attract. Yeah. I think unless you're doing readings or helping somebody, it's, it can be, it's, it's about trying to figure out what, why you're attracting what you're attracting. It's very interesting that attra whole attraction thing I've I've watched and seen and like I understand I feel like it is part of everybody but then on the other hand I think when you you can't will thing I don't think I can will things to happen like I can't like just like you said before I can't just sit there and hope this can happen like you have to go with how things unfold to a certain extent too you have to be open. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. I think that um, I, I think that you can't use your mind to will things to happen, right. but you can shift your heart to attract something different. Yeah. So I, I don't think you're ever a victim of circumstance or or the will of God. You know, um, I think that you can actually shift your your in you know what's going on within you to attract and create a different reality but i don't think you're ever are forced to go with a flow that you don't like how does having a vision or creating a vision for yourself like people do with vision boards and things like that fit into this process for you i believe that having a vision is really important because if you don't have a vision of what you want then you can't really attract what you want if you don't even know what you want right. and and sometimes i go through periods of time where i'm not sure what i want and I just kind of say, all right, you know, my first step before I change what I attract is just to figure out what, what is it that I want to create? What is it that's in my heart that I feel inspired? What's my purpose now? And, and sometimes I just sit in confusion for a little bit, and that's okay. But, but I think it's really important to figure out, like, what is it that you're creating next? Otherwise, you may be just stuck. Things just happen without deliberate creation. Right. Right. I love that. Like, I gave you the example of me, the house being sold. It came at the exact time that I had years ago said we'll probably only live in this place for this amount of time and then we'll move on so when it happened I thought 
I'd already planned on moving around this time anyway, you know, like in my head, I had already had this vision for moving around this time frame. So it just was, okay, well, we're ready to go to the next place. It wasn't a hard, you know, hard sell for us. But, um, you know, if I hadn't have thought that through and just kind of like had this narrow vision of this is where we live, we're going to be here forever, you know, it, it would have been so much harder. So, you know, I, I like to um, look ahead and think about, you know, where I'm going, whether it's uh, education or relationships or jobs or, you know, travel, any, anything, you know, just kind of figure out what kinds of things I can do in this life. It's just there's so many options. So many, yeah, things. So so many, many things. people to meet, so many places to go, you know, so just expand that territory and it's, that's why I call it inspiring adventures because there's, you know, even if it's just through connecting with other people and learning through their experience, it's so inspiring. I think that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So how can people connect with you, Jennifer? How can they find you and where can they um, meet you? Well, there's a couple of ways. Um, if you're interested in energy medicine, you can go to our website, which is quantumtouch.com. We have a lot of information on energy medicine on that site. We have years and years of stuff. So go there. Um, another way to connect with me is if you're interested in some of my books on how do you take energy into business um, and life purpose and things like that, you can go to my author site, which is jennifernoeltaylor.com. And uh, on my site, I'm, I'm giving people uh, an offer. If you sign up for my mailing list, you can get the first uh, three chapters of my book for free, my new book for free. And um, yeah, I hope you get you had a chance to check me out. Yeah, definitely check her out or come to mismaliz.com and you can read a little bit about how this all started and connect with the links there and meet um, Jennifer Noel Taylor and find out about how to stop struggling with money and live your purpose and um, spiritual and broke how to um, create genuine prosperity while honoring your true calling in life. This is really exciting. I um, So thank you so much for talking to me and um, sharing all of these insights and uh, answering all my questions. <laughs> my nutty life, that's what I'm going through right now. But just I feel like there's a reason why I met you today. There always is, you know. Um, so I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you again. And I uh, hope that anybody watching this has a chance to, to connect with you. Great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your openness and honesty to share your life. And that, that's awesome. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.